Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scavenger Life. This is episode 507 at scavengerlife.com. I'm going to make a promise today. Yes. Nothing in this podcast is going to be about the drama in our lives. No. <laughs> Why would we do that? <laughs> it's going to be purely, let's talk business, okay? Biz. The business of eBay. Got it. Because some interesting things have come to light. And the question is, is online selling becoming more professionalized? Or like, are we entering like mm. a new era of online selling? Like, are, is online selling becoming, you know, the targets of regulations and taxes by the government, which then starts making it more professionalized because it adds barriers. Here's why. Right. Julie, who is a scavenger on our forum, who lives in Georgia, she was pointing out that in Georgia, uh, I guess the, what do you call it, like the state house or the senate or something in Georgia, is trying to pass a bill called House Bill 327. So anyone that can check it out. And basically what it wants to do is if you're a seller on eBay or online that sells more than $5,000 of items in a year, they want you to have your personal contact info attached to every single item you have online. So that way, if I buy something, I know exactly who you are and how to to contact you. I mean, And she's like... That's problematic, you know? Well, I mean, what's funny is, you know, it makes them seem like they're like, well, if you have a store, just put your store address and phone number. And you're like, most people just do it out of their houses. you know, we were talking about it with everyone on the forum. And I guess the justification is they're trying to take away the ability for people to sell stolen items online. To to stay anonymous. The thinking of... If you're anonymous, then you can steal someone's iPhone and sell it online without, you know, having to. And um, someone was saying that the law appears to be uh, targeted towards protecting large retailers and not consumers. The large retailers are starting to point this out. I don't know if they feel like there's some kind of, like ring where people are shop you know stealing from a big box store and then selling it online i don't know but that's interesting because i feel like a lot of people would not like that the second thing is Mm -hmm. joe from california Mm -hmm. socal joe um yeah he pointed out in this last um federal congressional bill where all the money is now generated to like the stimulus yeah yeah um that there's a new law that was put in there for the IRS where if you make more than $600 selling online, those companies have to report you 1099 to the IRS. Right. So it seems like no longer is it the $20,000 right. uh, where it seems like a lot of, you know, a lot of part-time sellers were kind of... I mean, well, some people would even say, I stop my sales when I know I'm getting close to 20000 so I don't have to pay taxes on well, them, supposedly. Let's let's just be clear. You are, in air quotes, required to report any income. Right. So it doesn't even matter if you don't get a 1099. Right. You're supposed to report that. Right. The, the only, I mean, it's not like you weren't supposed to pay taxes before. Then it's just now these yeah. companies are going to report. 
support you. It's yes. just like when I do, when we do any kind of freelance work right. for any company, any money we make from them, they send the IRS a, 10, a 1099 and they send us a 1099. Yeah, so, so it's just. It doesn't matter if it's $500 yeah. or if it's $500. That's why I say I feel like we're entering a new phase. Right. Where. Of online selling, and this law might end up pushing more people back to like flea markets, Facebook marketplaces, and boot sales. Yeah, car boot, car boot, boot. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. So, I mean, let's let's talk about this. I think I was thinking about it. There are, I think, in my mind, three stages of eBay. Yeah, the first stage I I had not been a part of. It was like whatever nineteen ninety. Six, yeah, like the very beginning to maybe like when it was called like online auction to so maybe like 2010, you know. So if you were kind of a little yeah, bit I was, I was dealing with like yeah. you and your mom were selling on yeah. eBay early, right? like when 98, 99, okay. like right. early. And people talk about it how it was like there was no. You know, the internet, there weren't, like, a lot of places to go on the internet. Yeah. And people would talk so about funny. finding actual garbage and listing it. And people would, like, bid Crazy it up. Crazy options. You know. getting, getting actual yeah. cash in envelopes in the mail? Right. And, what? And That's right. crazy. You as a seller could leave bad feedback for buyers <laughs> and just... Uh, All kinds of and stuff. And I remember, I haven't heard it in a long time. I remember there were sellers that were really sad that eBay was no longer the cash cow that it was, you know, right. that there's a lot more competition. A lot more competition, right? I hadn't been a part of that. Yeah. We, I started coming on in 2008. Eight. Yeah. Our our glorious day of being in a thrift store. I pick up a... Members only. Members only jacket with our friends. We were like just thrift shopping like... Oh, I think we were alone. I, I think it was just done. you and I. Yeah. Where, okay. Yeah, I remember. Maybe the stories I grew up. I know. I'm like, and this I'm like Ryan. Someone might buy this on eBay as a joke, and you were like, "I bet they would." And then we kind of look around the store, like, "I bet they would buy a lot of this." And stuff. actually, our friend bought it on eBay because we had like tweeted about, or yeah, was I think tweeting. we tweeted. I don't know what we did. There, yeah, there were tweets back then. Uh, <laughs> and that's all we needed. And then I was like, well, let's well, just This is a keep thing. Doing. Yep. Anyway, I feel like that was kind of starting the different kind of era. Uh, right. It was, it was kind of like the end. That was when eBay, all the pages were, were, were still old eBay. Yeah. Like, you can still find them now, and you yeah, always know it when you're in old eBay. The fonts look different; it's just kind of organized different. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's just like a horrible HTML uh, page. But then I guess the second era is more like 2010. I yeah, guess. when we, Best Offer came in, Best Offer stores, stores subscriptions, and also uh, Buy It Now, YouTube. That YouTube, was a big yeah. one. When a YouTube came on. And eBay had, we were still on eBay, and then people started to post about things they were buying. People started posting yep. about how they sold, yep. retail arbitrage. It kind of became. Amazon was starting to. It reselling. People were yes. calling themselves retail arbitragers yeah. and resellers. Yeah. And uh, I feel like that's been the thing up until now. Right. Kind of where people are still kind of home sellers, but people like us, can make a living. It's a little bit still of the Wild West, but people are really 
you know, like business people where people are paying taxes yeah. and you know, doing write-offs and, yep. you know, people have... You have official businesses and right. buildings. People <laughs> have storage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so... It's like it's, a real small business. Right. But I feel like with these hints of changes that I feel like it's going to become more and more professionalized where to sell online, like on eBay or Amazon, like right. if you actually have to be like... Super an established business, established, yeah, right? yeah. And I think some of this might be from the big box stores and other online, you know, maybe Amazon. I don't know, yeah. where like they don't want to have to compete against small, they're people. trying to put barriers yeah. up. Um, I, I right. mean, obviously, small sellers will continue to sell, like, right. uh, like SoCal Joe was saying that it would probably push people back to Markets and boot sales, or yeah, uh, Craigslist, Facebook, Facebook, you know, just more kind of like casual, like in the gray area parts of right. selling. Whereas know. on eBay, it could be gray up until a certain point for yeah. some people. Yeah, I mean, you know, do you really think? Yeah, I don't, that's interesting. So, I mean, do you think that's going to knock off a lot of competition on eBay? I don't know. I mean, of uh, smaller sellers. Well, what does that what does that mean for like Poshmark and stuff? Because I mean, I feel like all those little like clothing places offer up stuff like that. Like, are they going to have to give? I mean, those those especially seem like yard sales to me. You know, I mean, obviously, all these conversations are happening kind of without any of us involved. It's, yeah, it's kind of like when they there's all the rumblings about a sales tax. Right, internet and sales we tax. We were all worried, like, am I going to have to pay sales tax to, to like, like 50 different states? Some <laughs> county in Oregon that I sold an item to of someone, you know, and it turned out well, that eBay and the government had conversations and eBay just takes care of all that, yeah. you know? I don't know, like, what's going to happen if, uh, you know, $600 is not a lot of money. Right, like, you can make that really quickly. If you sell $2,000 worth and then eBay sends a 1099 to the government, like, what are you going to do? I guess you yeah. eat it. Like, you know, it, what happens if people sell their own stuff yeah. for $2,000? Like, right. I mean, then they have to, like, write stuff off. Yep. I don't know. I know, it is. Uh, I mean, especially... Especially, yeah, like you're saying, for the smaller, smaller sellers who only sell a little bit. Yeah, what's going to happen? Are people going to be okay with that? Or are they going to just jump ship? If a law like the one in Georgia were to become widespread, where you have to actually put your contact info on every item. That's so crazy. I feel like that would scare off a lot of people because they don't, you know, like they don't want someone to know. I don't want my home address. I mean, when I mail people things, it has my home address as the... right. As the return address, so it's pretty easy to get that yeah. information. But yeah, although someone on the on the forum said that in the UK you are required to put that information anyway, right? Which is yeah. crazy. I don't know. I mean, it's just change, I guess. You yeah, know? Uh, it's just going to be interesting. I think maybe those of us that are already in it and established can change and you know adjust as a needed. I just I wonder if it's going to be more difficult for. Uh, brand new people to yeah. come in on the scene and uh, right i don't know we will see we don't know that's the theme of the day okay uh ebay a couple things something else ebay talked about uh my cottage says ebay is increasing feedback text yeah feedback characters right now it's only 80 characters they're increasing it to 500 characters 
That's crazy. Is it crazy? What? I mean, I mean, I feel like it's it's kind of you know. So yeah, <laughs> we all know when you go to your feedback, eighty characters is like it's one very small short phrase very small. where someone's like. Cool item, thanks. You know, yeah, great seller with plus. like you know little cakes or something. Um, <laughs> cakes. I think the five hundred characters gets more in line with the way Amazon is, or any right, Amazon is like unlimited online text. sales where people can give context. Like, right? I got the item; it was great, but it was packed poorly. Yeah. Seller was nice. You know, I mean, does that mean we can respond with five hundred yeah. characters? Okay, yeah. that's fine. That I, actually hel- is helpful. Yeah, I think it will be interesting just to see. I mean, the problem though. So I, I, I just gave the pro. The problem is I can see where, um, you know, grumpy buyers will just use the five hundred characters just to be extra grumpy. So, <laughs> but in some ways, I see that as kind of good because you're giving them more rope. You know, because a lot of grumpy buyers just kind of are unhinged yeah and so in 500 characters hopefully they will seem unhinged yeah you know? but i don't know I, I i don't know if it makes any difference like you said it's sort of like is it that much different than yeah like etsy etsy reviews and feedback are are long right and if you don't need to say anything else it's just like th- like my feedback for my selling or sorry on my buying account i'm just always like thanks right great product like yeah. it don't it's basically just to help the I guess the difference is with uh with the Amazon is I guess the reviews I'm always thinking of is a product is a product review, review. So it's it not really, like the seller although can you leave yeah you can leave feedback for or you can leave seller, stars, stars or for seller, I yeah. I think you can leave both I I forget yeah at this point I'm like mm-hmm. I don't know I don't think it really matters honestly like it's if someone's going to give you negative feedback they're giving you neg- it doesn't matter if it's 500 right. characters or not you yeah. know yeah so meh. is anyone going to read a 500 character feedback you know is not yeah probably not yeah. but fine we'll <laughs> can they give us 500 characters for our title ooh <laughs> more than 80 uh, then the other thing is that i think would is going to affect us is united states postal service you know has been in a little bit of a kind of Everyone's trying to figure out, like, what's going on? Yeah. Things are slow. Are things better now? Uh, They are. They're better. I don't think they're as fast as they used to be. I think there are still some things that are, like, getting hung up. And everyone's just figuring out, like, what's going... Like, why? It just seemed like everything seemed okay. I mean, were were, were things good in the summertime? In the summertime before the, like holiday insanity yeah yeah uh it seems like when the early voting started well, when everyone yeah i mean it was out, like november and december then christmas was a happened, and then it's like i didn't see i mean i saw some delays but not and i saw international delays right. but i didn't see like crazy december level insanity right um I think things are getting delivered much faster. I don't think it's up to total speed. Like, I will see things sit at our distribution center for longer. I'm like, why did that sit there for three days? Or Baltimore? Oh, my God. I'm like, why is it just sitting in Baltimore for five days? Well, it's first class. So I think first class is just getting shoved down. Got it. Um, 
Well, I only bring it up because so the Postmaster General of the United States Postal Service is is DeJoy. Yeah. He was a President Trump nominee and he's still the Postmaster now. And he put out this report of how he wants to change the Postal Service. And one of those things is he wants first class to be five days. Yeah. Like guaranteed five days. No, it's not guaranteed. It's never guaranteed. Or sorry, not guaranteed. It's just like that's instead how long of, it takes. Instead of three days, it would be five, five days. days. You know, just kind of like basically. Oh, slow it down. Great. Change uh, and to raise prices. Yeah, of course. Um, so we'll see. I mean, as long as he is in there, we'll see what kind of change happens well uh another thing that went wrong if you go on the subreddit of usps actual employees um you know they took away there was also a an article about this and i think it was greenville south carolina they were like yeah they took away our sorting machines right well uh stuff's gonna slow down if you take away half the sorting machines right you know, stuff like that where you're like, yeah, of course it's sitting in Greenville. Yeah. The, you know, the like more negative, pessimistic views of someone like him is that he is part of the drive to kill off the postal service and just right. make, just get everyone to start to use private, private. delivery. Like, FedEx, yeah, or, you know, which is really right. expensive, right? And I would not be surprised if that line of thinking would mean that they would try and maybe sell the postal service off, you know, yeah. sell it off to a private company and just make it all private, you know. Well, and part of the the losses where they're like the post office is post losses every year. Right. Well, it's because they have to prepay their pension plan like how many years, fifty years in advance. Who does that? Like it's 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 nuts. Yeah. It's that was the first yeah the first nail in the coffin was them having to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh you know, people will keep buying things, it will just start to change how much it costs to ship things and it's already really expensive yeah. with the post office, so that's not helpful to buyers or sellers. Um yeah, I think it should be cheaper, but I'm sure people would argue, you know how much it costs to ship something across the country? Like, yeah. how much it costs the post office? So, I don't know. It's yeah. expensive. Yeah. And it sucks when, when buyers are like, I get so many messages. I'm sure everyone listening to this gets so many messages. Why does it cost $12? Even Jay does this when he's buying stuff. Is it really $12 to ship a three pound? <laughs> yes, it is. Like this stuff is expensive. Yeah. It's just expensive. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think I fall into that where I'm just like, I'm just buying like an $8 item. Why, Why is, is it costing $12 to sh- I'm like, ship it to Because it weighs this much. It's coming from yeah. California. It doesn't fit in a flat rate. You right. know, it's just like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Changes. Okay, let's talk about our numbers. What was our number? For this week, we sold 31 items. Mm-hmm. Our gross sales, $2,290. Oh my gosh. 36 There's cents. a reason. Including fees, shipping, taxes. Our net sales... One thousand seven hundred twenty-five dollars. Wow. When, when you check out all the fees, 
Last week, I mentioned like I felt like fees were really high. It was like thirty four percent of our yeah our sales. I looked. There was like a little drop down. Yeah, they took out our subscription fee. Oh, they take it last week, out and of that, that was like the a new thing oh, that they were I talking see. about. Where ah. before they were, it's like they were taking out final value fees and some shipping out of your sales. And then you'd pay like on your credit card for your fees. On the invoice. And now they're trying to just basically, I guess, make the invoice. It's just like Amazon. Like it's not being invoiced. Yeah, don't, like, why am I having everything. an invoice? Just take it out. We still have a bit of an invoice. I guess there's certain kinds of shipping that they don't take out. I don't like know FedEx, FedEx and UPS probably. Yeah. But like. since it's March 28th, April 1st, we're going to call and downgrade our subscription. That's on Tuesday? From the $299 Anchor Store to the $69 oh my God. $59 Premier, Premier Store. Premier? Premium? Premium Store. Uh, let me see. That would be April 1st is Thursday. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm calculating my dates right but Basically... Supposedly, again, I, I don't know if I actually read this on eBay, but the word is between April 1st and April 30th. Yeah, they're if waiving. You change over, they're waiving any cancellation fee. Yeah. I think you can just, I mean, from what I was hearing, you can just do it and they won't give you a fee. Yeah. But I guess I have to call. Well, for us personally, I'm not too worried about it because we only have one more month in our. Uh, subscription yeah. before they re-up it. So even if we got hit, it would be... Minimal. Know, it wouldn't be that much money. Yeah, but still, you'd be saving so much yeah. more. Um, okay, things yeah. we sold. So our highest price yeah. was a stuffed coyote. Which I have yet to pack and ship. <laughs> it's an actual stuffed coyote. So we were asking six fifty. I we, think I was asking more than that, but it was okay. on sale. We got 500 bucks, or we went... <laughs> The second I saw that, I was like, yes. I got this at the dump, you right know, the because dump. we live in a rural area. We don't have trash pickup. So I, you know. Somebody just had it. I go to the dump and there are, yeah. And someone like had pulled it aside and I was like, can I have that? And they gave it to me. Yeah. It was and like, can I have that stuff, Coyote? And it's interesting. You know, we are talking about this on the forum with other items. Um when we did research, people sell these things like, you know, it's a yeah. cool, like it's a taxidermy. You yeah, know? taxidermy. Like, it's a lot of work. It was in good shape. Yeah. It was mounted. Uh, if you're into that kind of thing, it's a cool thing in your house. Yeah. They sell for $200 all day. Yeah, you know? sure. We, we probably could have gotten $200 right, right away. away. But it was so cool. It was in like a growling position. He's, he's like, yeah, he's howling. He's, he's howling. howling. <laughs> and so I just thought, and it's in great shape. It's in really good shape. We put at the highest price that we felt. And like I sat on it for a long time. <laughs> and we've probably had it for a year and a, a half. Year. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Is that good to wait? Is it not good to wait? For us, it's fine. I'm like, like I'll take $500. Yeah. Listen, forget. Now, I so. got to ship it. It's a, uh, it's over... I think it's oversized for the post office. The best price I could get... This guy's in Las Vegas. It's got to go across the country. The best price I could get was a little under $200. UPS ground. He didn't want to pay it. This is what's so funny, right? You're like, this thing is large it's bulky it weighs 
I don't know, it's got to be at least 30-ish pounds, maybe a little under. And he's like, $200? I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I said, look, I have only, I have never seen a price that low, you know, for something this bulky going across the country. Or I, I said, or you can go on uship.com and get a quote from a freight shipper, which Correct. who knows how much that's going to be. Um, now, is that $200? Gonna help pay for some of your time. Yes, and, okay. I, I do have a handling fee. Sense. I do have a handling fee. I think I have like I forget how much twenty five dollars handling fee. Yeah. So so the so the postage might be a little bit um, lower than that. How are you gonna ship it? So I think what I'm gonna so he is in a growling position. So his head is up. I'm gonna wrap. He's pretty solid though. Like whatever the taxidermy, they stuff it with like something really right. solid. And, and put like a wire in. It yeah, like he like he's that. a solid piece. So I'm gonna wrap his head in like this thick like bubble wrap, and then I'm probably gonna put cardboard around his head, and then I'm gonna do. I have because we've been buying a lot of stuff for the cafe. I have a ton of like styrofoam panels, so I think I'm gonna like do styrofoam panels all around him. Right. To, to kind of keep the box from crushing. Right. Yeah. Like, so that he has kind of a solid, like, padded right. around him. And then and then either build a box. I, I'll probably have to build a box through two different boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, or find a box in the back that's big right. enough. And then UPS. Yeah. Drop it off at my UPS ground. Yep. And hope for the best. And then other than that, we're just selling, again, a lot of little weird Yeah, weird stuff. stuff. I know you were putting stuff on eBay this week. I was listening. Just, Look, I'm really and you were like really behind. You were doing research on just these little weird knickknacks and just like, wow, this thing sells for a lot of money. Well, like, it's funny. Thing, yeah. yeah, it's funny when you find something that you're like, this doesn't look like anything. You know, it just looks like we were talking last week brass right. candlesticks. You know, right. but then you find one that you're like, oh, this is a really actually a really nice one this one's worth like two hundred dollars if if you find the right buyer i mean i love that stuff and that's the thing it's all about research yeah and patience those i mean patience is you have to have patience in some cases too just because if it's not a like you know yeah something that people buy all the time you just have to wait for the right person like the guy in vegas that decides he wants like a <laughs> coyote, coyote you know? for 500 bucks yeah why not it's a good deal i think you know i mean it's a really unique piece so yeah. uh i wonder it's funny i was listing a canoe muffin mid-century modern spoon this morning um one spoon and anyone that hasn't heard that google that Co- canoe muffin it's the, uh, the weirdest term yeah but if you look on eBay, it's a mid-century modern um, flatware set. Different types, different brands. but um, And it's so funny because I was thinking, like, what must my 16-year-old helper think? When I'm like, you need to take a picture of this one spoon and show the marking. Right. It's just like, he must be like, you are insane. But I'm like, do you know how much I'm going to... I listed that for $40. Yeah. It's one spoon, but it's like, but it's a, it's black. Normally they're brown and it's a large like serving spoon Mm -hmm. and it's gorgeous. And they don't make them. (laughs) He's like, he probably goes home to his parents who we're friends with and just be like, I don't know. (laughs) 
I just don't know. His mom probably knew. <laughs> his mom probably had. Well, his dad's a scavenger, too, yeah. but um, it's just funny. Yep. I just laugh thinking of what he must think. So scavenge of the week. So our scavenge of the week is basically eating into our yeah. death piles. We do have death piles. So in our storage building, we have probably 600 square feet of boxes stacked six <laughs> feet high of unlisted inventory. Some of that is stuff we bought at auctions this past year, and some of it is stuff that people have given us. We had two different people. One was my mom. Yeah. Another was a fellow scavenger who gave us, basically gave us their inventory. Yeah. Now, I will say a lot of it is clothes. So a lot it sounds of like clothes. we're back in the closing Good business. Good clothes, though. Yeah. Like clothes that I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll sell this. So, I mean, I have auctions that I, I look at. Every week. Yeah. Just to kind of keep an eye out. Just like, <laughs> I saw you looking at an auction. I was like, you better be careful. I'm like, maybe I'll buy something. Like, <laughs> we have so, so much stuff. stuff. I mean. Like I still, so I'm going through the last two boxes from our summertime auction buying. I have not even eaten into any inventory we've been given. Right. So. I mean, we probably have I'm a like, year of inventory uh, yeah. to go through. Which is uh, fine. Yeah. And I do notice too, because I do keep an eye on how auctions end. Okay. Just I'm just the prices. It is just unbelievable how much people are paying for table lots and for individual items. Like I don't see how people are getting good profit if they're reselling this stuff. And so I don't know if it's resellers who are just really hungry or if it's because people are at home. And maybe because they're getting stimulus checks, it's collectors and people buying stuff for themselves who are just, you know, finding the online selling world where normally this would just be all resellers and now the collectors are buying where we buy anyway. I mean, do you think it's that or do you think... Okay, so here's another theory that I, I was talking to someone earlier today about real estate and flips and vacation rentals. And she was like, oh, I think it's because people just watch HGTV. And that idea of people being like, I could do that. Mm. I wonder if it's a similar thing where people are like, well, the pandemic happened and I have to work from home and or I lost my job. I'll just well, do this. You I think, know what I, I mean? think it goes back to my second stage of eBay yeah. was the rise of like online tutorials yeah. and haul videos. Right. You know. Gurus. There are people who, I mean, even us, I mean, yeah. we publish like this talk about selling stuff online. You know, it's just like there's this open conversation that you can do this. People are hearing about it right. and then more people. And then they're buying it. stuff, a table right. lot on Auction. But I wonder if it's like just like flipping houses that people do it and they're like, oh, this is a lot harder than I thought. Yeah. Um, You know, it's like when you see, I think we cite this as an example often where you go to an auction and you see a young couple with like a baby and they have a box truck and they fill it up and then you're like, we're probably never going to see them again because <laughs> yeah. they're just like, what was I thinking? Or they're really successful. I mean, it's one or the other, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's, you know, it's all about the approach. I think that as more of us are selling online, you know, the competition rises as far as prices and finding good items yeah. and y- you have to be more tolerant yeah. of price of, right. of just, you know, things don't always sell for as much as you want. 
things take more time right. than you want. It, you know, it, the the processes need to really be your processes really need to be like airtight. Yeah. Because if there are holes in your processes, yeah, things fall apart real fast. You also have to have the flexibility of selling other things if you if you right. need to. You yeah. know, if 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 those things on the table lot is what people are getting, you're like, well, maybe I'm looking at something else. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. know. Um, okay, customer issues. We had none. It was good. We did have... What? We did have a good number of buyers. I mean, and when I say a good number, I'd say like four out of the 31 items we bought. We got messages from people being like, will you please pack this well? The last thing I bought came broken, cracked, damaged. Yeah. You know, and these are people, these are collectors, so people buying like very yeah. unique items. They're like, so I it, can't find this again. So it's, you know, if it breaks, you're kind of like... It's not like Amazon. Send me a new one. Good luck finding it again. And yeah. so I don't know if, uh, yeah, if it's a postal service problem or people or just, just people aren't packing it well. well. I mean, my stuff breaks too sometimes. How do you but... handle those those emails? Um, um, uh, so yeah, there were actually, you're right. There were like four people that were like, can you just make sure this is packed well? You know, and, and people get very specific. I know they get. Double box it. Right, right. Pat it There out. was one guy in Europe. He bought a horse figurine that is porcelain. Um, and it's, he said the same thing, right? Like I tried like, to buy these before. Yeah. Like cover the head. Well, he, he said, um put styrofoam between the legs mm-hmm. um which i actually did i was like that's actually a good idea like a styrofoam like chunk mm-hmm. um and i think people don't double box um i think that's just something people don't think to do and it's right. like my first go-to it's like pat it pat it pat it box pad the box <laughs> pretty much you know it's gonna be okay um but yeah, I don't know. It's just a learning thing. Look, my stuff breaks too. You know, it's not like even when you double box, sometimes stuff it can breaks. Break. It can, it, and it has. But uh, if you can prevent it as much as possible, you got to try. Um, yeah. So I had a couple of people ask for that, but right. um, because even if we do have insurance and people will be made whole, um, it's still. I it's mean, still not great. You know, you especially know. if you're. You know, like we are selling porcelain tea sets and things like that. Um, you're like, they might not be able to get a replacement one. <laughs> like, oh, the, the one saucer cracked and you're like, oh, yeah. you know. Although eBay is a great place to find those things anyway. But yeah, that mostly was our customer issues. Or people, again, and we experience this all the time and anyone listening to this experiences this. Someone will buy something. You take an offer. Great offer. Get that thing off the shelf. Oh, I didn't realize how big this was. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I had this size in the title. I had a picture of a soup can next to it. And I had this size in all parts that I could. And they still want to cancel. Yeah, I, I don't even ah! I don't even talk about that anymore. Because I, it happens so I just quick. get a sense of just like every week we get a couple items yeah. that get bid on, don't get paid for. And yeah. it's just the way it is. Yep. All right, let's go to the calls that people sent in this week. Okay, you can call our voicemail line. The phone number is 540-407-8486. Or you can email us an audio file from your phone. Our email is thescavengerlife at gmail.com. Hi, guys. It's uh, Keith from Vintage Classic Store here in uh, Massachusetts. Hey, I was wondering, I'm getting a, um, uh, essentially what is a two-car garage built and uh, 
It's going to be a 20 by 20, and I'm going to be shelving it all out. I have the shelves on order. I'm going to, that's going to be my eBay storage. I have a, that's my part-time job, but I have a little over 7,000 items. I have a part-time employee, and I'm trying to ramp up um, a little bit here in the coming years. But I'm wondering, um, am I should I be uh, concerned with putting paper good goods out there and clothing if everything's in those black and yellow um, heavy-duty totes from Home Depot? I uh, just hopefully that uh, you know, with the wetness, hot, and the weather changes here in New England, I'm hoping that it doesn't cause any uh, mold concerns or anything like that. Um, the other thing is the garage is not going to be insulated at all. So, but yeah, just uh, wondering what your thoughts are. I've kind of googled some googled it for a while without any some clear answers on that. All right, thanks. If you are worried about the climate, then it's probably something that you do need to be worried about. I know up in the Northeast, it gets very humid, like it does here in Virginia. Um, we have two kinds of storage. We just have like a sh- like a big metal building with no climate control. And that's where we just keep all of our hard goods that, you know, might have been found in a barn. So it doesn't really matter. Then we have another storage where, yeah, it's insulated and we have a dehumidifier so we can better control the climate. But it's always a fight because, yeah, you want to be really careful. And that's where all of our clothes are. Shoes. And paper goods, shoes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I guess you just have to kind of keep an eye on that. It's just the thing with like mold or uh, yeah. any of that stuff is like once it kind of starts. It's hard to get rid you of. You know, it's a living thing that's happening. Now, know? I will say I do have some books and paper goods out in the um, back building, but we generally, we put them in bins with lids and we put them in Ziploc bags. Right. So I've found that that is really helpful um, to put them in storage like that. But anything fabric, we try to keep in the dehumidifier. I guess you just want to kind of keep an eye on it. Yeah. And if this garage is not going to hold cars. Which (laughs) Which it won't. (laughs) Which probably will not hold cars. Maybe you do put a dehumidifier in there. That's true. Like, yeah, that's that's you know, not a bad idea. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if it's not insulated and it doesn't have heat or AC, um, because if it's sealed enough, you know, like yeah. most garages are sealed, you could put a dehumidifier out there. That that would help for yeah. those summers. Yeah, I don't um, know. You just want to be careful. Just that, yeah. Again, like uh, once mold and yeah. stuff starts, it's it's, it's can be tough. hard to get rid of. Yeah. Hi, Jay. Hi, Ryan. This is Laura at Dream Deals 123, and I just wanted to ask you guys what you think about this containership fiasco. Do you think that this is going to affect eBay sales? I think it will, depending on how long this takes, but I've been following it in the news, and they say there's already, you know, all these delays of equipment and everything because of COVID this year, and that this is just going to compound it. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, too, you know, here we are again, the eBayers, the resellers, the scavengers. We're there for the world when ships get, when ship happens, we're there for you. I mean, we obviously have no idea on how this will affect eBay. I mean, I don't think it will affect anything any of us do at all because none of my stuff gets shipped through the Suez Canal. This is more of an Amazon, like you're buying, you know, uh, 
some dog carrier from China. I mean, you know, that's look. Cool. This is this is how I think it will affect us, and I've already started to do this myself. Where because of COVID delays on certain things like Home Depot or whatever, like we're waiting for a set of doors for the cafe. We've been waiting for months. We're like, we might never get these. What's our alternative? Well, I started looking on Craigslist instead. Um, I started looking on Facebook Marketplace and eBay instead. So the only thing that I can think of is that, and we've seen this with the pandemic, that people say, oh, I can't get this new where can I like scavenge yeah. this from? Um, which you would hope people do anyway, but most yeah. people don't. Um, I think what's going to happen though is because everything's delayed, we're not going to see the delays for the delay will be delayed. Uh, yeah. In a few months, we're going to be like, oh, we can't get that because it took so long but to get this other. As stuff. far as this our business it doesn't affect our business because we ship just inside of our country right. so i but i do th- I, I hope that people are like well maybe yeah. i'll look for it used that yeah. that's the only thing i can think of yeah i mean i think it is interesting this whole year year and a half with <laughs> covid and yeah. this and, and things like that it's just it, it just shows how what an interconnected world it is very small world yeah you know one thing happens it affects yeah. In this country affects everybody else. I mean, we are no longer we're so tightly connected, which just means I just feel like we need to work m- better with each other, you know. Well, and also like we talk about uh you know, this whole thing with the Suez Canal it, and the pandemic is this whole like global supply chain and you're like that's even more reason to get stuff using to get stuff local if you can, right. you know. Uh I, I need a door. Well, maybe somebody has it around here that doesn't need it anymore, you know? And we we always say that anyway, but I don't yeah. know. I just feel like it's like with clothing, you know, people people are like there's so much used clothing now that like it's so cheap to get get clothes for yourself at thrift stores. Why would you even go to a new store now, yeah. you know? And that's so interesting. Yeah. And, and who knows? Maybe we'll start seeing the rise of more people making things yeah. locally. Again. No, that's that's know. interesting. Okay, that is it for today on this podcast. Uh, not much coffee news. Just if you do want to support us, you can buy some of our freshly roasted Very coffee. Very fresh. Uh, uh, we are roasting tomorrow. Yep, at broadporchcoffee.com. Uh, I will be roasting. I'll be sitting by yep. that roaster. And I'm the bagger. Jay's bagging. Roast, He's stamping the date. Yep. Getting it to the post office by 4.30. Yep. So order early. That's right. We are a local producer. So just. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This podcast is ending in three, three two, two, one. one. Bye.